brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to the Prospector's Radio Show, the talk show for our community. Please welcome Rich Cooley, Ron Harrison, Indiana Gold Hunter Dennis Dayton, Kathleen Biffle, and your host, Tim Grimes. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of Prospector Radio. I'm your host, Tim Grimes. Joining me tonight, I got a couple of my co-hosts here and my producer. First off, we got Mr. Rich Cooley. How are you, Rich? Pretty good. How's everyone tonight? Doing good, brother. Uh, did you get out and do a little bit of deer hunting? Yes, I did. <laughs> I was up at the cabin with a neighbor of mine. He invited me up to his cabin we have up there. And uh, I hunted Friday afternoon, didn't see anything. And then Saturday, I hunted till about 10. We were getting ready to wrap up. And he decided to put a push on, uh, try to drive something to me. And he took a shot and... I think he missed one, and they walked right up to me, and I nailed one, and two came, one left. So <laughs> one left with me, and one left in the woods. Nice, but you got one. Yeah, I got a nice doe with my inline <laughs> with the muzzleloader. Yeah. Oh, it was muzzleloader. So I'm going up next week. Uh, Friday and Saturday ends the inline. It's only in for a week. Right. So I'm going up to try to get another one here, try to get some meat in the freezer for this winter. And... Well, yeah, you have to, right? And we got a couple more tags left. So Nice. So you didn't get to do a, a clean-out yet from your crony out No, here. and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> I usually don't I have... Bet had awesome. I don't have cons usually for over a week, mm-hmm. you know. And now that I've, I've had them, it's driving me nuts. i I'm going to work on, hopefully, try to work on them this week if I have time in the morning there since I work second shift. So I'm hoping to try to work on them in the morning to get a run in on them, I hope. Mm-hmm. Nice. But uh... but I got my dredge all on my back deck underneath my deck there at the house, and okay. I got it all covered up. And I'll be working on it this winter to do some upgrades to it. And Right, you're like a proud papa, ain't you, of that new dredge? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta mess with it. It's gonna bedazzle it. It's a dredge. I gotta, I gotta tinker with it. So. You should pass out cigars. It's a dredge. <laughs> it's a yeah. Orange. It's my baby now. So I gotta get it, get it rocking and rolling. So oh yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, so I, I know next year it'll be like, bam, it's done. Oh yeah, yeah. There'll be no screwing around. It'll be game on next year. <laughs> yep. Yep, so we're going to talk a little about the Crony Club outing tonight and uh, how everybody mm-hmm. did and all that stuff. So, 
Can't wait. To and Cooley's Corner tonight, we're going to cover, like, uh, clog-ups. Oh, okay. You know, what you do in a situation when you get jammed up, mm-hmm. you know, on a dredge and when you're dealing with a high, dra- high banker dredge combination. So oh, okay. That'll be, that'll be tonight's subject. All right. Good. Good subject. Well, I'm glad you made it, and I can't wait to hear your stories of the Crony Club out in here in a little bit. So thank you for being here, brother. All right. Thanks for having me. Oh, our pleasure. Also joining us tonight got our very own miss kathleen before are you kathleen doing great doing great how you feeling <laughs> well i'm getting over it i'm still a little sick but chad is sick and the kids are sick so <laughs> it's gonna bounce around the house for a while yeah. you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of good though when everybody gets sick at one time because usually you can get over it you know yeah yeah and that's usually we'll what see. you hope for everybody gets it at once so it's not keep going around but is it uh from the outing where you was out in the rain so long and all I that i don't know i think it's just a combination of allergies and sinus issues uh, ah. uh, being out in the rain probably didn't help me <laughs> i probably would have recovered quicker but uh you know my gold's not gonna find itself you're right it's not gonna just jump into your bucket that's for sure <laughs> right you gotta work for that yeah, and you did, and, and we're going to talk more about that tonight. How's the koi doing? The koi, I I am happy to, <laughs> to announce that they are officially coming up and feeding at the top. I think it, it took me being away for a few days for them to That's miss right. me. That's right. You had to put the fear of God into them, make them think they weren't getting fed no more. See? Evidently. <laughs> like, oh, we better go up there. She, there she is. She's got the food. She's giving us one more chance. <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's go eat. Yeah, but it's so cool just to go out there and and watch them. It's so relaxing. Oh my goodness. Are you, do you just go and sit out there now and just? I just go out and it? stare. Oh wow! <laughs> very cool. I bet you do. I would too. It's it's a beautiful pond. They're, they're very, very, very uh, graceful uh-huh. when they swim. Uh-huh. Well, now that we have a, a bigger, deeper pond, I can watch them swim. Right. Then, or they were in, in that little ornamental thing, and they were just, like, going back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't have time to, like, you know, gracefully swim. Right. Now they can actually swim like real fish, right? They... <laughs> yes. Not like they're in a so fish So now, you know, we're getting ready for winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they probably will hide, but that's okay, as long as they're warm. <laughs> yeah, as long as they make it through the winter, you'll have, it'll be fine. Yeah. The dogs haven't the dogs haven't jumped in the koi pond yet. I wonder when that's going to happen. Knock on wood. Yeah, because you know it's got to happen eventually. Oh well, they go all around it. Mm-hmm. But it's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> but I have to say that uh, uh, <laughs> this is a funny story, and I'm going to share Let's it. Hear it. Uh, David Bogan and Mita Bogan, as you know, uh, drew, drove all the way from Georgia mm-hmm. to come to our cronies outing. Right. Well, it was so funny because David was like, well, we were getting ready to leave and, and Mita was looking at these rocks and he goes, oh, he told the kids, oh, she's fixing to bring those rocks. <laughs> <laughs> so Mita brought us some more rocks <laughs> from Georgia. You got some Georgia rocks. Yes. And we, and we displayed them very, very, um, <laughs> Uh, they're strategically displayed on our waterfall. <laughs> That's awesome. So rock from Georgia, from the Bogans. That is great. You know, 
You know, and if you look at the rocks on the waterfall, we have a story for every single, almost every single one. Like, we know where we got it. We got that at Bill's. We got mm-hmm. this here in, uh, we got this in Indiana. We got this, you know, it, it's really cool. Right. That and then the geodes that we put in there, too. That was pretty neat. That is cool. I, you know, like, be proud. <clears throat> That's an awesome <laughs> structure you guys got there. <laughs> now I'm not going to want to move. <laughs> no, you know, you don't want to take your pond with you. It's like, I don't want nobody else having my pond. I can't leave it. <laughs> I may take the geodes with yeah, me. Yeah, you don't have to take your special rocks, of course. But uh, Yeah. So anything else happening? Silence. Awkward silence. <laughs> no. I think we cut out there for a oh, second. Oh, did you? You may have. Okay. Yeah. It's that wonderful internet that we have say, because great, we don't have cable. Yeah, that great router again, huh? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, hmm, must, she must not have nothing else to say. <laughs> but, but I know you got some stories from our outing, that, and we're going to yeah. talk about that here in a minute. And uh, But I just want to thank you for being here, and I hope you feel better soon. Yeah. yeah. The whole family gets better. Awesome. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, you, you'll be fine. All right. It usually takes about a month. <laughs> yeah, everything will be good. Use a lot of Lysol, <laughs> right? Kill the yeah. germs. Awesome. Thank you for being here, Kathleen. Also joining us, we got our producer joining us tonight, Mr. Shad Biffle. How are you, Shad? I'm doing well. Doing minus well. the disease that <laughs> Kathleen infected me with. See? Should have been spraying her with Lysol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to next time. <laughs> Carry a can with you or something. You know, just spray everything. You'll be fine. So what's happening, brother? Well, uh, we we finished our clean out from the outing. Mm-hmm. So Kathleen has been a working machine on the Martin table oh, all week goodness. long doing that. So that was cool to dry it out today and weigh it and just see how well we did. And you know, I think Kathleen, you posted pictures, yes. right? Yeah, I put them on the uh, main site. Yeah, they're on the um, main page on GPS. GPS. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. you can see quite amazing how you guys did. Yeah, you guys killed it, man. Yeah, that, like, I was excited. It's like wow. so we got to add that to our other goals. So we got quite, man, you're quite, doing quite, good. A, quite a tally. You're doing. You guys are just doing really great. I'm really happy for you. It's like, dang, that is a great total for for the outing. You know, really good. So you guys were three definitely point, was it three point two grams? Three point two. Yeah. Is that what it was? I wasn't sure if it was two or three point two. Very nice. Give yourself a pat on the back for that, man. Killed it. And that that was dredging in the rain too. Yeah, well, you guys just wouldn't give up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like way to go, though. That's <clears throat> that's what it's about. You just showed everybody there is gold in Ohio. You know, you made a believer out of the non-believers that think there's not. It's here. There's... I think everybody did who came to the cronies out here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's why I can't wait to see how Rich did. I know, right? I want to see how Rich did. Yeah, I'm going nuts, man. I now know. you guys are talking about it, you got me all jittery. Ah. <laughs> and Carrie, and Carrie, and yeah, Hogan, she hasn't even Bennett, finished and, her yeah, buckets. And she was right next to me, so now, she had that nice goldfish flake too. So that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm waiting on Darth also. Uh, yeah, Rob. I want to. I want to see his cleanup. But I, I think he was working on his. Oh too. yeah, is yeah. he still working on it? I think I, I had a side chat going with him here. I, I can't remember what he said. 
Hmm. Yeah, I can't wait to hear how he did too. You know. Now, Shad, didn't you do a video or something too? Well, we I totaled it up uh, for that whole outing. We recorded uh, like seventy video clips. <laughs> so I ju- I'm starting all. to organize it because that way we're gonna put just a really just a short little video on mm-hmm. Prospectors Radio YouTube page. Uh huh. Um, you know, I'm, so hopefully I'll get that out. It may take about a week because we have to do a voiceover with you, Tim. Okay, right. <laughs> so yeah, just to highlight some of the games, festivities, and gold, and so just kind of cool. I can't promote it a little it. more and show everybody what fun they missed. Yeah, I can't wait to see. It, it was a great time. <clears throat> yeah, yes. it definitely was. Well, let's just go ahead and go right to the subject, Shad. Thank you for joining us, but you've leaded us into it, so. So let's just talk about the crony outing a little bit, because uh, for everybody that didn't get to make it, and they'll hear what they missed out on. I know. I yeah, I know. It's... It started out with you guys. You guys got there. <clears throat> what day did you? Well, Dennis it? got there first. Dennis got there first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah Dennis and Lee. Dennis and, Dennis Lee. and Lee and them. Okay. Um, right. and then by the time we showed up, it was it was later. Uh, and you know, on Wednesday we did the show from the Burger King parking lot. Right. We, yep, that's true. We did the Wednesday show, right? Yeah, it was the yeah, Wednesday night yeah. show. We did. You guys did from the parking lot. Mm-hmm. So to get everything ready, um, you know, we wanted to get some dredging in. So Thursday and Friday was just all about dredging and, you know, prospecting. So that's what we pretty much did the first two days until you showed up. Mm-hmm. And then you dredged. Right. And... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you looked on the creek, you would, you just—it was amazing to see all the the people out there. Yeah, just doing their thing, and I, and I love that. Yes, I know. Like, like you said, when I pulled in Saturday morning, you guys had a little pool going on what time I would arrive. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you beat it by thirty minutes. And, nobody had your time. Nobody guessed that early. <laughs> nobody won. They actually had. I said eleven. They actually, I said eleven. Yeah, you guys actually had a chart with times on it. <laughs> oh yeah, it was really organized. <laughs> it was like really. All right. And nobody won. <laughs> I forgot what the prize was. I don't know, or but nobody won away. the prize because. I oh, I don't know. But speaking of giveaways, oh my goodness! The giveaways were. That was the ultimate giveaway outing right there. It was. Yep. You did not leave until you had something. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't get something out of there, something was Then you wrong. wasn't there. That's the only way, Rich, right? Cause yeah. Everybody even when you tried, like John Miller, who lost his raffle ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he still somehow won. <laughs> still won. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> How does that happen? I don't know. <laughs> right. But that was right. is because, well, Kathleen did the uh, claim jumper game like we did at uh, – Lose when we was down in Alabama. Yeah, that was a great game. Lou started it off down there. Yeah. We held it on up here. So we did it again this year, and Kathleen put that on, and her and Shad. Oh, it was so fun shopping for those gifts, too, at Harbor Freight. The the stuff was cool that that they had. We were in there for, what, two hours? Oh, easily. We just kept walking. And Harbor Freight's not that big. But you guys did good. The stuff you got was actually usable stuff except for the rocks. Except for the cowbell. <laughs> oh yeah, and the cowbell. No, the cowbell's usable too. Just put it on the dredge and you got a cowbell. <laughs> well, everybody needs a little more cowbell. Right. I need more cowbell. You gotta have more cowbell. So, 
Everything yeah, we need to mount that on the dredge, and then when you get a picker or you something, can you ring it. it. That's a good idea. <laughs> Somebody else ended up with that. Who ended up mm. with the cowbell? Um, what was his name? I don't remember. Robert? Yeah, I think oh. Robert. Davis? Robert oh. Davis? Yes, Robert yeah. Davis. Oh, okay. The cowbell, because at the end we all had to, you know, shift. Yeah. <laughs> shift. It, it seemed like the most popular prize was the old hammer. <laughs> yes. The old the, mallet. So, can we all remember? Dead blow? Yeah, dead blow hammer. It's a dead blow hammer. We all remember there, right? That what, Rich? That? We had the Bennett's there. Yes. The Mr. Yeah, Mrs. Bennett, Bennett showed up. <coughs> we had Dennis. <laughs> we had Lee and Mary Hersberger. Yeah. Yep. John course, Miller. John Miller. And of course, we had the Biffles, myself, Dennis, and the Masters, and Susie Q show up. For oh, that yeah. And, and they and, had their Civil War dig uh, for metal yeah. visiting in yeah. Jackson. <sighs> and they made the trip just, you know, just to make it. You know, for Saturday was the main festivities. Mm-hmm. And then we had Jonathan. Jonathan. Jonathan, the guy that sent me to, or sold me the dredge. Yeah. He was there. A.K.A. Hook. <laughs> yeah, A.K.A. Hook. And let's see, who else? Darth. Yep, Rob. Yeah, Darth yeah, was there. Uh, let me think. Robert. Uh, Robert Davis. Uh, la, 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 la. Why can't I think? I'm trying to picture the circle. It was like oh, the 19, I think it was like 19 people all together, yep. uh, counting uh, Patrick and mm-hmm. Sue and... And Ava. Yep, don't forget yeah. Ava. Yeah, she won a lot of prizes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was lucky. Yeah, she she got the, a sluice box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that cool little helicopter thingy. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what that is, but it looks... It looked entertaining, so we picked it up. <laughs> I know Darth was upset, though. He didn't get to keep that lollipop. And the Cracker Jack. Yeah. And the Cracker Jack. And the yeah. Cracker Jack. He was looking forward to that. And I had that dang dead blow hammer, and I lost it. And that's what sucks. I wanted that hammer. I ended up with a multi-tool. I love that hammer. I have one, and I it's amazing. It. That's what I use. I, I use mine all the time. Yeah. And it's fluorescent, so you can't lose yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I ended up awesome. with the ammo box. Shad gave me the ammo box. We we traded sorta because <laughs> I don't have one. He he said he had a bunch, so he gave me the ammo box. But yeah, he doesn't need any. The game was the game was awesome. I mean, we like I said we played it in Alabama, and Kathleen put it on here for us, and and it was great. It probably took what Rich two hours at least to do it. Yeah, and it, and then we also did the other game, which was the trivia. Question. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. That is true. We did the trivia game. And we had we had three contestants. Mm-hmm. We had Darth, and we had Mr. Bogan. Uh-huh. And we also had Lee Hersberger. Yep, little gold spinner dude. Yep, and the winner was... <laughs> Who is the winner? Who was the winner? Uh-huh. Bogan. David Bogan. David, David Bogan. Bogan first, and then Lee, and then Lee Darth, and, and they all got prizes. Yep. <laughs> But there was some... See, even when you don't win, you got a prize. It's a great time. The prizes were just like... We had a table full of prizes. Oh, yeah. I I had one of my nice pickers that I gave away that I got in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And then you had uh, two pickers in one and two pickers in another one that a guy donated for the Cronies Club giveaway. We gave them away. I think Pat got got those, yeah. And... uh, 
man, that's what I said. And we had the sluice box. We had two we had, sluice boxes, yeah, actually. We, we had a bunch of hats, bunch of shirts. Amra hats and shirts. And we, we had, had uh, donated from the Gold Claw a whole oh, set up yeah, there. Oh, yeah, we had the Gold Claw set up. Thanks, Gold Claw guys. The black Gold Claw pan, which Bill actually yeah. won that. Remember? Right, and then we had a Banjo Pan. The autographed pink banjo pan. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Who got that? And a regular banjo. Didn't Dart get the pink banjo pan? No. Uh-uh. Who got Dart that? ended up getting a mug and a hat. That's right. He won a mug and a hat, crony club mug and crony club hat. You're right. Who got the, the banjo pan? I can't remember. Dang. Might have been Robert then. I, I can't even remember. remember. <laughs> But yeah, the prize table was full, and that's what you like. You oh guys, yeah, we had to actually put everybody's name back in the hat and do it again. Because yeah, yeah. We had a. We had them. more prizes than we had people. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. And then to top it off, I mean, Lee and Mary Hershberger, they cooked a great dinner for everybody sloppy Saturday Joe's. night. They had yeah. sloppy joes. Now, now you missed the Bogan's barbecue. Yes, I missed that. That was you guys oh, did that, but uh, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, that was good. They had pulled pork, and then he had brisket, brisket on the yes, side. Yeah, the brisket. And then he had this awesome juice that you poured <laughs> over top of it. That would be the oh, God, juice, it makes right? mouth water. God, see, I, I missed that. Damn, man. <clears throat> how did I miss it? I don't even know how I missed it. It was Friday. A couple of people saying they're having sound problems tonight, yeah, I, but I've only seen two people so yeah, far. That's all I've seen, too. I've been watching. I'm checking everything John Hunt here. John uh, Arnold, but... Everything looks good here. <clears throat> Try refreshing, Robert guys. Davis said he got a CC hat. Oh, that's right. He did. Yes. I remember Robert did get a Chrome Club hat. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, just re- re- refresh the show or something it should be okay because it's not here on this end everything looks good the levels are great so and if it's only yeah, a bunch two, of other people said it was good on their end so yeah if it's only two it's definitely not here so it was lee. It, lee won the banjo pan <clears throat> oh that was mm-hmm. but they cooked a wonderful dinner that night for everybody and it was like, oh yeah she had a nice spread out oh, oh like my god mary she? She put a table a banquet table out yeah she's <laughs> They took care of With us. The fancy table skirt. That is an awesome sponsor. They took awesome care of us and made sure everybody had a full belly and you know. Oh was, yeah. You know we. Really... Yeah, I actually brought food back again. I don't know again? why that keeps happening. You know, we plan. We tried to plan, but it just you know how that is. We always have more. Yeah, that's... and that's a good thing. You know. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but you know, we we just still big thank you to to. Lee and Mary and a little gold spinner right. for sponsoring the event. It was a, it was a great. Yeah, time. I was worried they were not going to be able to get out of there being on the conditions too. of the. Oh, oh my gosh, he like bar. made it look so easy. Really? He, <laughs> oh my gosh, I was just like, wow, he makes that look. When I so left, easy. when I left, I was like, am I going to get out of here? Because I got street tires, of course. You guys all got trucks, and I'm thinking, poor. Yeah. I said, is Lee going to get that? monster bus and trailer out. He, even back, he backed it up, you know, the spot that he was, he was in. He just, he backed it up perfectly straight and turned it around. And, and obviously he's really good at what he does for a living. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. I could never do that. And then it came right out of there, huh? No oh, yeah. Problems. I'll be darned. I was worried. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know if he would. I was not. a little nervous, too. Yeah. And now he did just fine. <laughs> he didn't and we, seem and to be. So, and so did, you know, 
he could do it. We, right. we did it just fine as well. He didn't seem concerned about the all the rain yeah. that he was getting. So Not I was thinking, well, maybe he knows something we don't know. You know, he can just pull it right out of there. So, well, he's got a lot more tires too. Yeah, and that thing's heavy, so it just probably yeah. just grabs in and goes. So, way to go, Lee. And but yeah, big thank you to Little Gold Spinner for sponsoring this event. But a great time, and like Kathleen said. When you look down the creek, all you seen was people prospecting. That I mean, they were in the water, dredges everywhere, and just having a good time. And that's what it was about. I got there and just unloaded my car and got right into the water. And and it was great to see um, the people. I mean, yeah. you see them on Facebook and and in the chat room, mm-hmm. but to actually meet them in person is it's great. Yes, a big thank you to everybody yeah. that showed up and and came and hung out with us. You know, the cronies were united. <laughs> it was a great time. <laughs> the weather held out great until <laughs> Sunday. Yeah. yeah. But was se- it Sunday or Monday? It was it, Sunday. It was Saturday. Saturday yeah. Oh, and that's when mm-hmm. the rain just it was a steady just a steady constant crappy flat rain. rain. Yeah. And it was a, just it enough was to annoy you. All day. Oh, it was miserable. It was. <laughs> but sit but down Carrie, Carrie and Kathleen <laughs> were like dredge just, masters. They, they showed all the guys up. They wasn't getting out of the water for nothing. No, no they stayed in. All the guys were done and up by the fire, and those yeah. two are still in there just going at They were still in there when I left. They had to pull up to the side of the river and tell them bye. We actually wanted to go on one more run, but the current started to pick up, and we're like, eh, let's just go. Oh my, oh my. Well, the next morning afterwards, is it, it actually started to get a little rapids yeah. in where I was dredging, so the and water we, did come we up. We were driving home, oh, yeah. and they hadn't released the dam yet, so in the, in the ah. rivers were getting um, pretty high. So yeah. we got out just in time because once they released that dam, whew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. see? Yeah. Get out of there. If they would open that dam, it would have <laughs> <would> been bad <laughs> real quick. I want to give a quick shout-out to Pirate Dredger Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. He's from uh, Glasgow, Scotland, United Kingdom. Oh, yeah. And he's listening to the show, so I wanted to give him a shout-out. And Rich, he's actually sporting a crony club hat down there in Scotland, too. See? Awesome. That is pretty cool. He's representing the cronies all the way down there in Scotland. Very cool. It's so, awesome. That is sweet. Yeah. Wish he could have made it to the crony club. Yeah. <laughs> but we do have to officially announce who got the biggest picker. Yeah. Um, we ended up weighing it at the very end. Um, this is after everybody left. It was just us and the Bogans and Carrie. So we even got it on a cam- um, video. So it'll be on our Cronies Club outing video that oh, okay. Chad's posting to you to to your YouTube page. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, <laughs> even though Carrie's was an interesting shape, it was actually shaped as a goldfish. Her picker, um, it was it was flatter, but Bogan's was like the golden egg, uh-huh. <laughs> it was just an oval, and it was a solid piece. So, so when you weighed it. He actually had the biggest picker. Oh, but Carrie's but you know what? look cooler. Yeah. Carrie's looked really cool. And it, it was the last thing. run, too, because everybody was packing it up. You know, like you said, all the guys were just yeah, we were by the fire, up there. So we're like, oh, we're going to run again. Just one <laughs> more time, because I had doused the area, 
and we were we were actually we actually changed our positions on the last day, which is something I never do, right. um, because I have a little dredge and it's just a lot of overburden. But when I walked with with, with the dowsing rods, I know some of you don't believe in them, but I do. Um, they snapped, and I was I even turned my body. And they would still hold their position, and and Carrie saw it, and I'm like, "Oh, come on, Carrie, we have to go here." So, um, <laughs> sure enough, you know that it paid off, and and I think I'll be visiting that gravel bar again. Oh, I bet you will, because look at <laughs> look at that picture. I'd be visiting it again too. <laughs> oh my gosh, <clears throat> man! And and it's a good thing because the last run is when she found the picker. Right. See, and you know where that see? gravel bar is, so. I'm I'm figuring you'll get back to that gravel bar. I I see it in your oh, future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is in my future as close as next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, get back on it. And I mean, you know the gold's right there where you left it. So pick up where you left off and get it all, Kathleen. You know, you have to. And Carrie, <clears throat> she's got a bigger dredge. Yeah. Oh yeah. See. Hers is- she- Hers is an inch bigger than mine. Well, she breaks through that overburden for you. And, oh, yeah, she does. And then you get get you down to the right material. I, I get all the crevices and, and cracks and mm-hmm. stuff, but, you know, it's teamwork. Yeah, it is, it is teamwork. <laughs> We're going to get that gravel. <laughs> yeah. And oh, also, I know we, we, we had some nice campfire talks while we were there sitting around. Got a lot of ideas from from members and stuff on things they'd like us to do and stuff and so we're going to try we to love put, the feedback yeah so we're going to try to put some of them into effect as, and uh, see what happens we'll, we'll take it from there but we definitely love that for sure you know a lot of good feedback and we appreciate it and just big thank you to everybody that came for sure had a great time great time you know it just went by too fast yes it you did know? it really did and uh, next year, we can consider we're we're going to do somewhere else next year. Yeah, a different mm-hmm. location, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that you know we can include all. We want to meet all the cronies out there, and 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 they're just so widespread, right? That you know we we hope we get to to get a chance to dredge with you or prospect with you and and camp. Yeah, <laughs> camping's fun. Heck yeah, and. You know, if we go a little further, maybe, like we said, south, and it might be closer for some other people, and they can come that couldn't make it all the way here. So we'll we'll do our best, and we'll make it happen. It'll be great, we promise. And we will let everybody know when we know, right, Kathleen? Yep. We definitely will. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, take a quick break, and we'll come back with, our good friend Rich and Cooley's Corner. We'll be right back, everybody. Do you like to mine for gold, enjoy prospecting a nice crack in the bedrock, enjoy getting outdoors to camp, fish, hunt, and hike on your public lands? You plan your trip, load the gear, grab the dog, put the family in the truck, and drive off to a locked gate. A sign says you cannot enter or access your own public lands. Mining claims and public land owned by we the people are being designated as off-limits by our own government every single day. 
Are you concerned about the direction our government is going? Are you tired of seeing no access, no entry signs on your lands? We are, and we are fighting back. We are AMRA, America Mining Rights Association, the fastest growing small mining advocacy association in America. AMRA is a 501c3 not-for-profit formed by miners, hunters, off-roaders, retired military men, and women to stop the insanity. AMRA was formed to educate, unite, and help the small miners and public land users on their rights, rights given to us by God. Do you want access to great mining claims? For a small tax-deductible donation to their Miners Legal Fund, your family gains access to proven excellent mining claims across America for an entire year. AMRA challenges the USFS, BLM, EPA, and the other agencies intent upon stopping you from enjoying your own lands. You are who pays these people's wages. It is time they listen to us. We need to unite. And that is what AMRA is doing. As you sit here right now, thousands of acres of public lands are being closed, locked, and blocked from use by you. Are you fed up yet? Join us. Get in on this fight and let's restore America to what our families fought and died for. Freedom. Just visit AmericanMiningRights.com. AmericanMiningRights.com. Also, check us out on Facebook at American Mining Rights Association. AmericanMiningRights.com. Just stop by on my way home to show you all my gold. You've been digging into some Jimbo's gold pay dirt. Yeah, Jimbo's gold made me a hero. Huh? Got an amazing idea and supplies on sale from Jimbo's website. With bad weather, bored kids, and stressed wife, I threw a panning party for the kids and their friends. All the moms got a break, kids had a blast, hero. Happy kids, happy wife, great gold. That's why Jimbo's gold is always my first choice. Did you teach panning or share your prospecting knowledge? Then you are our hero. Tell us your story for a chance to receive a hero's reward at www.jimbosgold.com hero. Welcome to Cooley's Corner. Join Rich Cooley as he talks about equipment, new products, and so much more for all us prospectors and treasure hunters. Here's Rich. Good evening, everyone. This is Cooley's Corner. All right, this week we're going to talk a little bit about um, jam-ups, clogs, whatever have you. Uh, we all know that they are miserable and they can be a real pain. And uh, especially if you constantly get them. But uh, what I want to do tonight, it's kind of a little special. What I want to do is I want to talk with the crew. You know, I want everybody's feedback into how they do it. And because everybody looks at different situations, it may have different ideas to do it or first things Mm -hmm. first. So first I want to talk a little bit about dredge combo high bankers. Uh, We all know they're a little bit different setup. They actually have a pressure hose that goes to the nozzle, uh, which, of course, uh, has your pressure there, which causes vacuum. So basically, you set everything up. You've ran it a couple weeks ago, and it's fine. So now, all of a sudden, you fire it up, and boom, you have very little suction at all. And the idea is where to check first. What would be the first scenario? Orifice. Orifice, yep, and that's exactly what happened this past weekend, not naming any names, but (laughs) basically there was a process of elimination where you're dealing with stuff like this. 
if we would have known that as soon as he fired up automatically that he had a clog, we would have looked at that the first thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, I felt, because I really wasn't sure on his pump, because, and this is very strange, is when you put your hands around your foot valve, usually you could feel a very good amount of suction. Right. But his pump, for example, which uh, I don't remember what it was. I know it was a Proline, but it it had very little suction. And we were like, this is unreal because usually it was sucking all the leaves in like everybody else's was. But his wasn't. His really didn't have very much suction and we couldn't figure out why. Right. So we, we checked the whole dredge hose all the way up, kept uh, holding our hand in hand over the end of the nozzle and when you do that it causes a pressure and it causes a back feed and if there's a clog it'll help get that clog out because when you let it go it sends a lot of water up to the high banker and it'll actually spit and sputter mm-hmm. well, before you do that the first thing you need to do is put a black tub or any kind of tub in front of your high banker because what that's going to do the surging and the no water in the water is going to wash all your material out of the box. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I recommend to do is put a black pan under it when you're having a problem with a clog. Because you can always take the black pan, you know, and dump it right back in once you're on clog. Right. Because that surge of water, surging and unsurging, you know, majority of the boxes will wash material out of it. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing you need to do when you do that. But... We did basically a process of elimination. You basically, we checked the pump. So what we did was we took the pressure hose off the end of the nozzle, fired the pump up, and man, it shot water (laughs) very good. So we knew it wasn't the pump right away. Mm -hmm. So, and of course, we know we already checked the dredge hose, and it was fine. So the only other thing it could be was the orifice. Of course, when you look down the end of the nozzle, you cannot see the orifice because the orifice is pointed back towards your uh, where your material is going. So what I did in the past, I always carried a little crevice tool that had like an elbow on it, and you could stick it in and pry around up in the orifice to try to pop the rocks out. Mm-hmm. What we eventually ended up doing is I went back to the truck and got a coat hanger, and they got the nozzle taken off by the time I got back and you could look right down in the orifice and you could see the rock perfectly jammed right in there. Ah. So we tried to get a hanger in there and of course that didn't work. So Dennis went over and got a straight stick, brought it over and we thought, ah, this ain't gonna work. Put the stick down there and popped it and the rock went right through. <laughs> now, what, what do you mean by that? Right orifice. Okay, on your dredge nozzles, there is a hole which your pressure line comes in, your water comes in, and there is what's called an orifice. It's basically a hole that goes into your dredge tube, that goes into your nozzle. You know what I mean? That's how you get your water. Okay. They call that an orifice. Oh. Now, some of the orifices are made that has a washer welded in there. Why? I do not know. But that's how some of them are made. They actually have a almost like a big washer welded in there. But there's all different styles. You know, this one just actually had a smooth, it was a green one, so I'm sure it was a Martin. Uh, and 
it was clogged with that big rock. Now, the reason why this happened is because when you get your uh, all your hoses out and you're dragging them across the ground, hooking your lines up and everything, what happened was the rock fell down into the hose, and he didn't know it until he hooked it up, fired it up, and all of a sudden that rock came up and jammed right into the orifice right away, which caused no suction. Mm-hmm. Now... Also, when we took the nozzle out of the water, of course, you had water shooting out of the end. And that's usually what happens when you have a jam. Okay. Now, sometimes if you have a jam in the dredge hose itself, which is going up to the high banker or your dredge, that will also happen. You will have water shooting out of the end. And that's normally the first thing I would do is I would check the dredge hose. And that's why we always like to have the clear hoses. Because you can walk back and you can look around the circles and you can see if there's a big clump there. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, that's why we like that red, that orange rubber mallet there to whack on it. And now, when you whack on it, I see a lot of people using rocks or whatever. And, you know, necessarily it's not a good thing to use the rocks. If you do, use a flat rock because you can put divots and cuts in your hoses. Mm-hmm. So it's always best to use a rubber mallet. Uh, to be able to do that. And when you find this section, say it's a four-inch section of rocks all piled up, the best thing to do is start at the closer to your box or your dredge. Start there first, whacking, because what you'll do is you'll loosen some of them rocks up, and if you loosen enough of them up, it'll free the line faster. If you start at the front beating it, all you're doing is packing them tighter. So it's best to go with the back section of your water to loosen the rocks up because you got your water pressure that is coming back from the front to the back, which is putting pressure on the front of those rocks. Mm -hmm. If you're beating that front, you're just packing it tighter. So it's best to hit the back side to loosen the rocks up, and then that pressure will push it clear. That makes sense. If that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Okay, so uh, basically... You got that part. Now, also, sometimes when you're looking at dredge high banker and you look at your box and you're seeing your water flow just isn't right, it seems to be spitting and sputtered here and there. Uh, I basically lay my nozzle down in the water to where it's not going to get clogged up again. I usually set it on a rock and then I'll walk my dredge hose back and check to make sure there's no clogs. What will happen is, is there'll be a rock that gets caught on your dredge adapter which goes into your combination box and basically that rock will get caught right at the end and won't be able to come out and it'll cause uh, a little you'll still have suction but it'll cause a little delay you know Mm -hmm. what it does is it's not full suction it'll be like half suction because that material is coming up and starting to get stopped up before it gets dumped into the box so that's basically, you, you, you check that also. And then, of course, once you're running good, go back up, take your pan, and then dump all that material back in slowly and feed it back in, and, and that way you don't have to worry about losing anything. Okay. Got it. And then Razor says one of the places he gets clogged up the most is because of seawater and the seaweed okay. covering up the intake of the pump. And then we'll get to Kinda that. I like how we have leaves. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's just go ahead and talk about that. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm dredging this weekend, or you know, during the Corona Club outing, 
And after pulling the rest of my hair out, trying to make sure everything was right, I get down and I have great suction. It almost sucked my hand right up. And then all of a sudden, not much at all. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Now I'm checking the dread shows. Not finding anything. Going up, lifting the mat up, probing it, making sure there's nothing clogged in it. And then it hit me. The foot valve. So I go back to the foot valve, and it's just covered with leaves. And as soon as you get the leaves off, you look up, and the water's flowing nice again. So that would, if you're in an area that has a lot of leaves, especially nowadays, yep. it gets clogged up with leaves, just like uh, Razor said about the seaweed, you know. And it's it was like every 10 minutes, you almost had to stop and do that. Now, The bucket idea. Well, yeah, without that being said... I come up with an idea to use my quarter-inch classifier bucket, which I'm going to hopefully get some plans up for everybody if they want them. Uh, they actually used to sell them on the site here, but I think they went out of business, but I made my own. And uh, basically what I did was laid it down, had quarter-inch screen in it, and I ended up getting a five-gallon bucket and cutting a hole in it and put my hose through that, and I put it on, and it ran for about... 10 minutes then all of a sudden i heard a horrendous crunching noise like (laughs) and i'm like what is that and i get up and walk over and my five gallon bucket is crushed (laughs) the suction of it with that lid on crushed that bucket and it it was still sucking water no problem but uh (laughs) my bucket was like totally crushed and I couldn't get the lid off with it running. So I had to idle down, and I got the lid off, and I put the classifier bucket out of the water and bent it back to where it was finally. And I put it in, and I just barely put the lid on a little bit, just enough to keep some of the leaves out. And it worked the rest of the time very good. I didn't have too much of a problem with that. That being said, when you're around leaves and stuff like that, uh, Mr. Bogan had a trash can that he got at the store, and it was almost like a wire mesh. I don't remember how, what size the holes were. I don't know if they were a quarter inch or what it is. I didn't really get a good look at it. But you can buy one of the metal trash cans and then uh, pile the rocks up in front of it. That way the leaves don't get sucked into it, and then it would be easier to clean out, you know, just to get the leaves off of it. Mm-hmm. But that is also a, a great idea to use because in the area that we were at time of year, the leaves were everywhere in the water. They were falling. And watch out for the snakes if uh, yeah. you have a bucket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also you had following, falling. what were they, buckeyes? Or oh, no, they were uh, walnuts. Black, black walnuts. Yep. Yeah. Those hurt. Yeah, they were they were like falling from all over the trees at this time of year. Yeah, like baseballs falling, what they're like, and knock your brain. Oh yeah, one hit you. Mm-hmm. It was so weird because Shad made a smart comment to me, and I said, "I'm going to throw this rock at your head." And then all of, right when I said that, a walnut fell down. <laughs> <laughs> I have powers. Yeah. <laughs> I control nature. <laughs> But I, I did come up with the another solution with the leaves because I would all of a sudden lose suction. I'd go clear it, all the leaves off my foot valve, 
and I'd turn back around, and before I got back in my hole, I'd get a whole bunch more because the whole creek bed was just covered with leaves in the area I was. Mm-hmm. I ended up just really quick dredging just a small hole for my foot valve. Oh, okay. And that actually helps where it was down deep enough to where it wasn't pulling in the leaves from the surface back down in the hole. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. Good idea. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Now, that trash can, Rich, is that like a bathroom trash can? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, they like were that? just like, like the one ones with like ones? probably eight-inch eight inch holes in, quarter-inch holes in. We had one of those you in know. our camper. Yeah. <laughs> now, now yeah. my foot valve had actually really small holes in it. It was a two-and-a-half-inch foot valve, mm-hmm. but it actually had real small holes, like 16th-inch holes. I call them spaghetti holes because they were real, real small. Right. But, but uh, Jonathan actually had a... A foot valve there for me to use when he was there which actually had quarter inch holes in it which is the ticket because the spaghetti holes when it gets clogged up with leaves you cannot pull them off unless you idle down or turn off uh-huh. they are sucked so tight that they will not come off mm. now the one with the quarter inch holes you can just wrap your hands around it and keep going around it and you can eventually get it off no problem mm-hmm but the ones with the spaghetti holes in it, it wasn't working. Gotcha. Makes sense. So it's just an idea there of stuff to check, you know, when you're having clog-ups. Right. Now, on the dredges and stuff like that, I, of course, this is basically, I mean, I ran dredges down in Alabama, but this is my first one myself. So I've got kind of a wake-up call with my dredge. I had an incident that happened. It seems like everything on my dredge was like kind of loose because every time I touched something, it would uh, fall off or, <laughs> or or something. It was so I'm gonna be going all over that this winter and sure. making sure. But but a situation happened to me, and I'm not proud of it, but it happens, and it all makes mistakes. But I am sitting in there in a hole dredging. I just got up from getting the leaves off, and I'm looking at the front of the sluice and. All looks good. I'm judging for probably, yeah, maybe 15, 20 minutes. And I look over at Bogan, and he's hollering, shut it off, shut it off. And I'm like, what? What's wrong now? <laughs> so I walk up to my dredge and look. We're here in my jet tube, pulled out of my crash box, and I'm dumping all the material right back into the creek right under my sleeves. For probably 15, 20 minutes, I'm running. And... No gold, no box. I just <laughs> went right back in the creek. So, oh, I mean, man. it happens with the best it of us. Does. And I just sucked it up, buttercup, and That's right. That's put right. it back on it. And a lot of the things that I didn't know, you know, I noticed there was a loop that was on the back of my jet tube. And there was a, it was an S-hook, actually. And there was a loop on the bottom of my mount for my motor. And, of course, you would think, yes, that loop hooks into there. But the way my dredge was set up when I got there, there was no way it was lining up. Mm-hmm. So when Jonathan got there, of course, I had him come down and check over everything. And, of course, that S-hook was supposed to be in that loop like I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And we got it hooked up and got it situated and everything was good to go. So, I mean, it just, and then he explained to me a little bit about, you know, when to move the box forward or move the box back. And I was actually in a bad situation because my dredge was sitting on a pile of rocks 
basically, and I had to shove rocks underneath the back of the dredge to get it to tilt forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, but later on the last day, I put her in the hole with me. And then it was floating on its own. Then I couldn't keep it still. I kept wanting to move all over the place. Yeah, well, the water <laughs> level was a lot higher. Yeah. yeah, the water was so high. I was like, I put the dredge in the water and I moved my hose. I had to prop uh, my dredge up on rocks, and mine's <laughs> a lot smaller. <laughs> but, you know, now that I think about it to why it happened, is because I thought I had a little, little clog in the hose. So I kind of gave the dredge hose a little whip. Mm-hmm. So when I did the little whip. Right. That probably pulled it right out of the crash box. Probably did. So it just goes to show that, you know, before you go out, you need to make sure that everything is tight, especially your hoses and everything going in. And then I also noticed leaks on my hoses, which later on I found out when I tore them apart, there was no gaskets in them. Mm, okay. Oh, they were drawn up and there was no gaskets, but that will be no longer because I ain't getting rid of them. Mm-hmm. I am going to quick connect, so I will not have that problem anymore. Yeah. Okay. The old quick connect. So, Very nice. It's going to be like uh, Frankenstein's laboratory this winter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's going to be a lot of changes. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, I also, can't wait to see it. Yeah. Me too. I also I want to cover something I never experienced this before, and maybe somebody that has. But I was standing in the dredge, you know, and I didn't have suction. And I walk up to the dredge, and the dredge, the the water coming out into the crash box was making a weird, god awful noise, noise like, <laughs> and spitting water out all over the place. Uh-huh. I mean, it was it was. And when I took the plug out to be able to, you know, stick your rod in there, when I'd stick the rod in, you know, water was shooting out of that hole massively, and I couldn't get it unplugged, and I didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I grabbed the hole for the flap, and I pulled it up, and I shoved my hand in the pipe in the hose on the inside. And I shoved my hand, and I blocked the water off, tried to block the water off, and what that did is that actually calmed the water flow down, and then it started running smoothly. Hmm. And then I put my dredge rod in, and I got down in there. And what it was was the rocks were clogged up right at the end of the jet tube and your dredge hose. Okay. When I checked my dredge hose, I could not see them. Right. But it, when I stuck the rod down in the first time, it must have went right through the only hole that was there. Mm-hmm. So another thing I want to bring up right now is when you stick that rod down in your hole in a crash box or in your jet tube, what you need to do is twist it around a little bit, shove it down in, pull it out, twist it around and rake it around. So that rod goes around the end of your jet tube on the inside. Right. And then it broke loose. And then That's everything one of my favorite tools is that rebar. Yeah. Uh, pull that shad did for me mm-hmm. <clears throat> I <love> that thing <laughs> see I, I must just be lucky i don't ever get clogged yeah you know? Well, I, I guess don't. you kind of have to go out more in two times yeah. a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, but don't, no, no. Don't you have the, um, yeah, I have a nozzle the, guard. the bar, the yes, guard? I do. You have a nozzle guard. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. But I did see, actually. I so I get bigger rocks. Well, I, so. I did Mr. have a Mr. little Mr. Bogan, he didn't, he didn't have much clogs at all because he actually had a, 
uh, a nozzle guard on his. It wasn't right. a nozzle guard, but he ended up welding a a U basically over top of his to restrict sucking up three and four inch rocks. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that helped him really good. That he didn't even have to get up for that at all. You know? Right. See, like mine did try to clog once, but usually when I start losing pressure, I'll put my hand over the end. And then, like, release right. it, and it'll cause a, yeah. a burst of pressure, and it'll sometimes free up the small. And clogs. also, also when you have a little restriction like that, and you feel you do, mm-hmm. what I did was I actually just brought my nozzle up out of the water just a little bit right. to get it to suck a little bit of air and then shoved it back down underneath. Mm-hmm. And I what that you did, could do that. You just can't take it out completely and put it down, but if you cause just like a little air bubble gap, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. once that air bubble gets to the clog, it then like all of a sudden a lot of suction force oh. comes through it yep. sometimes. I don't it'll know. Put, it'll, it'll put pressure yeah. on it. Actually, I did take mine out of water. Mm-hmm. Maybe I took mine out of water and put it back down black. in. But what it did is it actually almost did a whip. You know, you could see my dredge hose start to float and then sink, and then that pressure would just unclog it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. Yeah. Sometimes works. It's good tricks to try before. Yeah. Yeah. Before you break out the hammers and the rods, just because this way you don't even have to right. get out of the hole. Sometimes you could just do that; it'll free it up, and uh, that seems to work for me because I don't get the massive clogs because of the nozzle guard, of course. But uh, still, mm-hmm. would have liked to have that hammer just in case. <laughs> well, you can They're pick nice. one up at any hardware store for under five dollars. Well, yes. I'm gonna have to get one. Harbor Freight, <laughs> and I'll have it for just in case somebody else there needs one. I'll have one handy. Very cool. Yep, thank you. Keep going, Rich. Sorry, brother. No, that's all right. Uh, we're pretty much coming to the end of it. Uh, I was trying to think of something else there. I actually thought of something, but now it just went right out the door. So. <laughs> Don't you love <laughs> Well, I can't remember if you mentioned it, but if you do get a clog in your hose, don't hit where the clog is. Yeah, hit, he, said, yeah. he mentioned it. Yeah. But what about the well, um, idling down? Uh, Shad told me once, you know, if you get one, you can't get it out. Just idle down a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Yep. If you know that you have a, an actual real big clog in, you know, like like one time down in Alabama, I pretty much had the hose packed full. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm lifting up the hose and there's material like falling all the way back out of the hose. And I'm like, oh, man, this ain't good. So what I did was I went up and idled down. Mm-hmm. And then I started at the back of the dredge, just lifting a hose up and then just walking it back and all the material just dumped right back out right. to the nozzle. Mm-hmm. And then I went right back up, fired the auto back up to where it goes and I was back to dredging. And sometimes yeah. that's all it is, you know. Yeah. And that brings me to my next question. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you do that, I, I was always under the impression that whenever you disrupt you know, you're dredging and the water flow that you should do a clean out. Is that just a myth? Now, very good question. Now, the reason what I should have stated was, is when you go to fire back out, you don't go from idling to full throttle. Right. You you idle it up slowly. Mm -hmm. Now, you can, by all means, if you want to put a pan underneath it, when you idle it back up and then re-put your material back in, then so be it. But if, you don't, do with the dredge, if, if you don't cause a whole big interruption of 
slow to fast, if you just idle it up a little bit, let it go for a little bit, idle it up a little bit until you get it to where you need it to be, most of the time you will not wash a lot of material out. Right. Mm. You know. Okay. Now, when you're coming to the regular dredge high backer combination, you will push material out because that water is going to be surging. And all of a sudden, you have a blast from nothing to a lot. You will wash material out. That's why I suggest using a black pan yeah. for a dredge high, yeah. high backer combination. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. good question. Definitely. Yeah. That is, well, I've always wondered because oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. the queen of clean outs. Whenever something goes wrong, I'm like, oh, I got to clean out. I don't want to blow yeah. my gold out. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if you did, I wonder actually, like, how much the loss would be, you know, if. If you fired it right back up full throttle because everything's i mean you're running minor's moss so i would think everything's pretty much down to well and it's still going to wash material out sure. are you going to lose gold possibly possibly yeah but i mean no how possibly much? It, it depends on the situation mm -hmm. of how you're set up that sure. is correct mm -hmm. definitely but yeah i'm with rich i start and just start out at a low idle and just gradually bring it back up and, that, and that's what i did with mine and i actually put a pan on the end of mine to see if i did get wash out mm -hmm. and i didn't mm -hmm. i did not so i mean okay. that's that's not saying that everybody won't that's just saying i didn't on my particular dredge because i wanted to get to learn my dredge i never did it before with this one so i i did stuff in different situations just so i know how my dredge is right now when i first started doing clean outs on my dredge what i would do is i actually did my back mat and i put it in the pan and i panned it out and i seen what gold i had there mm -hmm. and then i actually did my my uh other section of miner's moss cleaned it out seeing what i had and then i did my big section of miner's moss clean it out see what i had and then at the end of my sluice i have a green carpet and at the end of that sluice, I didn't want to see any gold at all okay. because that's how I want. I, I want that as a leftover spot. That way, if something does get kicked up by your surgeons, you know, then you could get a couple specks there. But I was still getting, no, I don't want to say a good bit of gold, but I was still getting some gold there that I feel that I shouldn't have. And that's why I'm going to do what I want to do to alleviate that problem. But that let me know how my dredge was doing by doing those cleanups. Mm -hmm. I would do a matting at a time. And I also found out that underneath of those mattings, I had way too much material, which means the material is getting underneath the mattings, which means I could be losing gold. And I didn't like that. Right. <clears throat> and the reason that was is because the miner's boss was cut too short and it had a quarter inch gap on each side. And uh, and that's just something you know that I'll work with, and I'll get it going good. And right, yeah, you know, yeah. everybody has their own setups and like the way they do it. But I, I don't like there was a lot of material getting underneath the mattings. You know, right. Well, like you said, that gap next to it could have been the, that problem. So you'll solve that. And... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but it's awesome. I love it, and I can't yeah, wait I to. Uh, <laughs> Kick some honey next year because I'm going to be rocking and rolling. Oh, I know it. <laughs> I'll be giving the Biffles a run for their Mr. money. Four-inch dredge. Yeah. Probably. Because I ain't going to get out much, you know. I don't get out as much as you guys, so i got to make good when I can, you uh -huh. know. Oh, yeah. Right, but you'll be moving a lot of material, so that's what's cool. Yeah. Yeah, a lot more than you was moving before. But I want to... Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't see. Uh, just from... 
just from checking a couple of spot checks, you know, I I nailed it. I mean, I did get more gold than I've ever had before on my cleanups. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you. Oh, nice. I can't wait for your cleanup. Yeah, I want to yeah. see that too. It's I had some nice nice pickers, you know. See? Oh, nice. Now, while we're on this subject, if mm-hmm. we have time, do we yeah. have time for one more little thing? Of course thing? we do. Keep it rolling. All right. What is What do you guys call a picker? And what do you guys call a nugget? Ah. I've had that question asked me many times, wanted me to do a segment on it, but it's not very a long segment. So me, myself, I would call a picker, of course, is something you can pick up with your fingers. Yeah, agreed. You know, very easily. Now, I do not have fingernails, so it's hard for me to actually pick something up, Mm -hmm. you know. But if I can pick it up and it's like I basically go by a pea size. You know, the size of a pea, okay. I would call that a picker and below. Anything that's bigger than a pea, I would call a nugget. Okay. What do you what, what do you guys think? Kathleen? Well, it also depends on where you're from. Right. Yeah. So here on the out east in the Midwest, a lot of the pickers, I would say, would, would be nuggets to me if I can pick them up and they make a sound. I know they call them plinkers, but I don't even want to think about plinkers. They're nuggets. Okay, that's a nugget. If it you drop it and it makes a sound for the east, yeah, right. But you know, if you're out west where you you're used to finding big round nuggets, mm-hmm. that to you would be a picker, right? No, see, to me, I say if it's like a match head, that's a picker, and if it's bigger than a match head, then it's a nugget. <laughs> that's my thinking. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, I guess everybody has their own, yeah, I guess their own thing on it, right? You know, I mean, gosh. Well, if by the so matchhead, then I found a whole crap load of pickers. Right. Because hey, I got right. Mind. If you figure the size of a matchhead, that's to me is a picker. You can still pick it up with your two fingers. So mm-hmm. that's a picker. I think anything bigger than that, you know, like even a pea size, like you said, Rich, that would be a nugget to me. You know. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah, that's definitely a nugget. That's definitely a nugget. I mean. It, <laughs> Yeah, that's a nugget. That's a super nugget. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to picture to to take one for an example. Uh, wow, you know, because you know you're not, yeah, you're I mean, not weighing them. It's just when it depends on where you're from. I think. So. I mean, like like that one I found down in North Carolina. I called that a picker, and that was almost the size of a pea. Right. You right. know. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. but like everybody says, depends on where you're from. See, Ed says anything you could pick up is a nugget. See, I, I, I see. Everybody says it different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. P around here is a Midwest nugget. Yeah, see, I, I agree. Yeah, if it has weight, P it's would a nugget. be nugget anywhere, Randy. Says. Yeah, yeah. And Jesse says if it has weight, it's a nugget. You know, so everybody's. Thinking is varies on that one. It, it, yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah. You know, I mean, everybody has their own perception right. of what is a picker and what's a nugget. Right, a picker to one guy might be a nugget to somebody else. Right. You know? But Jaron says uh, that he agrees with Randy, and anything point five and under is a picker, mm-hmm. and uh, anything plus of a point five is a nugget. Mm-hmm. Right, but when you're out there in the field, you're not weighing it, so it's like, hmm. I mean, it might look small, but it might be heavy, so... I don't know. Right. It's just weird. It's I, I think it's just yeah. So would would Bogan's been a nugget then? I'm thinking his was it? more of a nugget then because mm-hmm. his yeah, was because... point nine. Yeah, yeah. point so nine. That would be a nugget. His yeah. point nine grams. Yeah, 
Yep. And carries was point four. Yep. Yeah. See? So be carries would be a picker and Davids would be a nugget. You know. All right, uh-huh. Logan, you found the Ohio nugget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. See, a picker you need something to pick it up with, but you can pick it up with your fingers, so that's why I say that's a picker. I don't know. Uh, yes, uh, we are taking calls tonight, Craig. Oh, yeah, if somebody wants to call. Oh, yeah, call in. Call. We'd love yeah. to talk to you. Yep, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then uh, we'll open the phone lines up, and we will be right back on that note. In 1858, gold was discovered in the rivers of New Caledonia. This discovery would spark a massive gold rush. Today, the search for gold is much easier yet still challenging with Dirt Hog Pay Dirt. At Dirt Hog, we pride ourselves on our gold and guaranteed gold amounts. Just visit DirtHogPayDirt.com today and buy yourself a bag of the best pay dirt concentrates on the market. Order with confidence in Canada and North America. DirtHogPayDirt.com, the best gold concentrates on the market, period. Also, be sure to check out our Honest Bonus program. Hey everyone, I want to take a minute and talk about a centrifuge that's just been introduced for the prospectors. It's called the Little Gold Spinner. They have three models. They have the Creekside, which is on wheels, the electric model, which can be used at home or with a generator, and the Prospector model, which can be set in a creek in up to 14 inches of water. They also have a wash box, like a high banker attachment, for the Creekside and Prospector models. It is compact and very portable. The Little Gold Spinner is made to run raw material but is efficient enough to use as a finisher for your concentrates. It's been tested to recover 99 plus percent. I have seen the little gold spinner in the field, and I've seen it work. It does recover gold right down to the fine powder. The little gold spinner is very simple to set up and run. About one minute of setup time with no leveling. Just set it and start running dirt. Clean out is very easy and quick also. Pull the plug out of the little gold spinner and rinse your concentrates into your gold pan below. You have about one cup of concentrates to pan out, about one minute of clean-out time. So check out their website, theaul.com, or you can give them a call at 574-326-5765. The Little Gold Spinner is completely made in the USA. And remember, if you're going to dig it, get it all, theaul.com. You're listening to Prospectors Radio on the Gold Prospectors Space Network. Phone lines are open. Have a question? Give us a call. 419-520-7574. All right, everybody, we're back, and we were just talking clogs and cleanouts on Cooley's Corner. Did you have anything else, Rich? Or No, no, that was it. All right, very clogs good. Clogs and cleanouts. Awesome I thought it was say. a pretty good subject. Clogs I mean, and cleanouts. Yeah. It was. It was a great subject. I just want to let everybody know that that Ryan will be back in a couple weeks. He's getting settled there in Alabama and still hasn't gotten his internet hooked up. He hasn't his squirrels haven't arrived for the squirrel cage to power it. So as soon as, they, <laughs> as soon as they get there, he'll be back up and running. He'll be here with us. Also, be, <laughs> be sure to check out Ed and Jesse's show Tuesday night hangouts with Ed and Jess and Dano on their YouTube. Yeah, channel who's as well. who's going to be on this Tuesday? This Tuesday. Pfft, I'm not sure who's going to be on this Tuesday crap. Is it the blah, 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 spin it off guy? I think that's who it is. Who is it? The, the, oh, the spin off David, guy. David, yeah, okay. David uh, oh, it's his last name. I can't think of his last name. You know who I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah. I, I think yeah, that's I who the guest is this week. Here's a caller for you guys. 
All right. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Jonathan Pratt, alias A.K.A. Hook. Hey, there he is. How are you, Hook? Hey, Jonathan. There's the man. I'm doing all right. How are all you doing? Doing good. Did you do a clean out? Great. <laughs> yeah, I did a clean out. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done no, I haven't done no uh, pictures or nothing of it yet. But it was pretty nice. I had some small flakes. I call them. They weren't quite pickers, but they were nice flakes. Okay. Because I know those couple so. pans you brought over and was showing us looked pretty decent. It was like, yeah, okay, you might have some something uh, nice in uh, that box. Yeah, well, a couple of them was from uh, Indiana. I brought some stuff over from my claim, but I had one pan that I kept just for the Ohio outing over mm -hmm. there, so the Kearney outing. Mm -hmm. So, but it was pretty nice. But it you, was pretty. It was pretty nice gold. Good. Yeah, I had a good time. Good. That's. The, <laughs> the, I bet there are pretty much a lot of peppery stuff I've seen everybody have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was like pepper, uh, but mm -hmm. wasn't that little dusty, flowery stuff either. So no, it wasn't like PA fly poop or anything, you know. I didn't yeah, really see yeah. that much of the uh, real, real fine stuff. No, I did. What was that? <laughs> I said I didn't really see much of the fly poop, the real small stuff. Everybody seemed to have a lot of peppery stuff. Mm -hmm. Right, right. But yeah, I yeah, love my dreads, oh, It's awesome, buddy. Thank you. Hey, no problem. But you know, you, I heard you say a few things that you got to remember. That was a completely factory built. That's older, and uh, mm -hmm. that matting actually come to me like that when I bought that dredge brand new. Wow. Really? <laughs> well, I also heard, and maybe yeah, maybe so. you can clarify this, Jonathan. Uh, somebody told me that the green mattings that they always hold gold. Is that true? I mean, once you, I had a lot of people tell me, I think John Miller told me that he used to dry his out and then he, <laughs> he would beat them and he would still get gold out of them all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. You will. If you take that and especially where it's been ran, uh, some of the creeks around here in Indiana, um, I never took time to do that with it, but there's probably still a lot of gold in there from just here, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. I, I heard that. Uh, I heard that if you uh, dry them out real good and then you beat them like in a five-gallon bucket, take something in there and then beat it on the sides, that uh, you can still get gold out of it constantly. Oh, yeah, like a, like an old rug. Just beat it like my grandma mm -hmm. used to do the rugs mm -hmm. over the clothesline. Right, right. <laughs> You'll be surprised what comes out of it, even when you think it's clean. Yeah, you just put it in a confined area so you can, you know, get it. But, yeah, it, I think John, uh, John Miller said he just puts it in a five-gallon bucket and then takes uh, something in there and just beats the matting, you know, and does it a couple times. And yep. he said he's still getting gold out of that daggone thing. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad so. you're happy with that dredge. Uh, oh, I am. You know, I, it, it's awesome. <laughs> and, and you know what? That it, thing slid right on my trailer. Oh, it was perfect. <laughs> it's like it was made. I had oh, probably yeah. a sixteenth yeah. of an inch on both sides, and it it pulled right in. Like the trailer. Yeah, I'm was sorry, made. I had to leave earlier that day. I was hoping to stay there oh, all evening funny. too, but I had to get back to the family and everything. And mm -hmm. uh, I've been working. Got my uh, six inch. It's on the trailer now, uh, which I can use here in Indiana. It's 
all, it's tapered down to uh, four inches with a custom nozzle and stuff, mm-hmm. which I know oh, the gold wow. show's coming up, but I hope uh, hope to see several of you this coming up weekend if you don't go to the gold show. Mm, okay. Uh, got some decent weather coming. Uh, it's supposed to be a little bit cooler, but should be clear, good to go. Nice. Uh, and like I said, anybody wants my info, uh, you can contact me on Facebook, and I'll send it to you, or What's your, whatever, however you. <coughs> tell them, tell them your that? face. Tell them your Facebook thing. That way, they know how to contact you. Well, I got it's Jonathan Perrett, Greensburg, Indiana. Uh, last name spelled P A R R E T T. I already got most of you guys on there, but um, then I've got a page for Hookmeister Prospecting and Outdoors. That's what it's through on my Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am setting up a YouTube and all that stuff so people can get a hold of videos and get a hold of me more often and stuff. Uh, I'll have all that stuff set up. I'm still learning right. all this Facebook. Right. You guys got some mm-hmm. crazy stuff on yours. I'm still learning this stuff. <laughs> so basic, basically, Little Piece of Paradise is in Indiana and... You're going to be opening it up for people to come in and uh, prospect, basically. So if they're interested to go ahead and get a hold of you, mm-hmm. and uh, you can hook them up yes. with some information of where to go and what to do. Right. Pricing. Oh, and yeah. And Jonathan Perrett. So. Nice. Very cool, Jonathan. Or Hook. But uh, <laughs> also, yeah, Hook is what I like going by. Everybody's more than welcome to call me Hook. So, uh, But uh Phone number, oh, you can give it right now, 765-561-6059. Very nice. So, yeah. so if they miss it, they can listen to the archives, and they can hear it again. It's there. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> nice. Very nice. So I'm glad you had a great time at the Audi, man. You know what? Oh, it yeah, what awesome, did you end I up met a lot of very see. interesting people. So. Mm-hmm. But all right, cool. Yeah, and I hope to see more of you. I'd like to get uh, more with the cronies and stuff, and uh, start traveling different places with you guys too. As you go different places, uh, I've been doing this for twenty five years here in Indiana. Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see if we can get up yeah, to Indiana sometime next year. It's not going to be this year for me, so right. we definitely will. We'll yeah, see what happens we got next some year. Come up this week with the kids, where I can. Right. Yeah, like, when we you have will. five of them. But we will. We'll get down there, Jonathan. No worries, hey, brother. We'll my there. my property is kid friendly too. I mean, kids are well. My kids come there all the time. I got a little. <laughs> hey, is it teenager girl friendly? Yeah, that's it's not the little kids. That's the easy part. It's the teenage kids. It's the teenage girls. Yeah, they, yeah. they don't want no problem. Like, uh, there's horses. <laughs> there's horses. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely get down there, Jonathan. Yep. No worries, brother. Yeah, we will. We can't wait to get down there and do a little dredging with you, for sure. You know, the gold is oh, good yeah. and, and like plentiful, said, and we want to get there. What was that? I said the gold is good and plentiful, and we want to get there with you and, and get our share. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and what is it? You have More access to, like, seven seven properties? Is that what you I got said? a total of seven, seven, seven properties, yes, that I can take people on to group outings. Right. See, that's cool. So yeah, if, if you're in the area, get a, get a hold of Jonathan. Mm-hmm. 
Show you. Right, if you're looking for a good place. It's definitely good gold from what the video that I've oh, seen. Oh, yeah, I've seen mm -hmm. the video. Paradise. Uh, some awesome gold there. You know, Dennis was there. And, and I believe uh, but somebody went along with Dennis, too. Derek. Yeah, Derek was there, too, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's been he's been to a couple of my properties. Um, I've got properties that got several different things, like lots of crevicing. Then I've got like little piece of paradise. You can do pretty much everything down there. Even metal detect. Got a couple other properties you can do that. But I got properties that's just littered, nothing but flat bedrock with just tons of crevices. So, uh, which makes it fun and interesting. And them small dredges work great mm -hmm. in in uh on those properties so right and you uh kathleen will have to come up with uh one of the dredge adapters to be able to use for crevices you know almost like a vacuum oh, yeah. cleaner shoot you know, oh are you the... allowed to what do you mean you oh allowed i've got well, adapters no, 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 like, i thought like in some areas you. you could only crevice and pan so are all your areas are you able to dredge Uh, I've, yeah, I've never had no issues, and I've got, um, I got direct contact with the uh, water, the people over the water and sanitary and all the lakes and stuff uh, through the um, game wardens and stuff. I got his personal contact, and anytime I go into a new area, I contact him, and he will let me know if there's any special rules or regulations or what can be done in those areas like the big blue That's river great. there's parts of it that you're not even allowed to prospect in but there's other parts that you can just because of uh county regulations but right yeah so you That's just awesome. you just gotta have the right numbers to call so you're like the Indiana tour guide for yeah. for prospecting. <laughs> I I kind of yeah. So like if the, anybody's yeah, interested, just give Jonathan a call. Hunting, Sounds good. Hunting, all that. Yeah. Well, we'll get there, and yeah. hopefully some of the listeners will get down there as well, and uh, maybe they'll right. beat, maybe they'll beat it, beat everybody to it. So give Jonathan a call if you're interested in a place to go in Indiana. You know, I've known people have been yeah. have asked about good places to prospect in indiana so there there's the opportunity right there so give jonathan a call the price yeah. is right for sure i mean you can't beat the price to come down there and prospect yeah you know, and don't us. you also have equipment that they could rent if they don't have their own um i have several several pieces of equipment that uh if people just want to make a quick drive say they got a car and they don't want to bring a truck because of gas or whatever mm. uh, i got a, equipment to rent or to even loan under certain some circumstances because uh well sometimes people are just traveling through and they sure. get yeah held over and they want to do something so yeah. heck yeah i'm more than welcome to help people out i'm That's i'm that type awesome. of person so that is awesome John. sounds awesome yeah thank you brother and uh like i said it was a pleasure hey, no problem pleasure meeting you man and uh we're glad you made it you know yeah Yep. Thank, well, thanks for calling in, brother. This weekend, so if anyone you. wants to go, holler at me. All right. Sounds good, brother. <laughs> Thank you for calling. All right. Nice talking to all of you, and I'm not going to keep other people from getting a chance to call, so uh, I'll just kick back and listen a little more. All right, brother. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, Jonathan. All right. No all right. problem. Have a good night. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye, buddy. Bye. Very cool. Jonathan, he was at the Crony Club outing. That was nice meeting yeah. him. 
Got some great property down there. People looking for a place to prospect in Indiana. Give them a call. Check them out. You will be happy for sure. Now, uh, yeah, I think Jeff, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I know uh, right now on, on GPS, they're doing some some maintenance to the servers and stuff. So some things might look weird or might act weird. So that's all that is. That, uh, they're working on some things. I know earlier I clicked on the Crony Club page and it was like all white. And it didn't have no pictures, and and right now the pictures in the at the bottom of the main page they're not working. They're they're doing some major changes and stuff. So just be patient if things aren't working right. I know last week you'd click to send something and it wouldn't send. You'd have to hit the refresh and it would post, and that's all straightened out. So there's just a bunch of things they're working on. I just want everybody to know just uh, be patient. It's all good, and uh, it's it'll be worth the wait. They're just some upgrades so to speak so just wanted to get that out there so everybody knew okay rich what was you gonna say brother oh i was gonna say uh, i think jesse put in there on the site about the gold snare you know that gold snare would be good for sniping and mm-hmm. his little little crevicing and stuff too yeah heck yeah that would be good for it yeah, because they're like one inch or whatever. You know, you'd be able to get them down into crevices and mm-hmm. be able to suck the material out. Mm-hmm. wonder if you put a little adapter like on mine and Kathleen's dredge with uh, like a... Oh, three, yeah. With That's a three... what I was talking about. But if I mean you like... Use something like the, like the vacuum cleaner. You know, the vacuum yeah. cleaner has the, the small skinny right. tube like yeah, that. something like that. Sure. Or, or if you put something on that you could adapt a three-quarter inch hose to that you could shove right. down into the cracks and clean it out. That'd be cool. I'm sure you can. Just yeah, you could probably take a one-inch hose and and heat it up and be able to shape it to where it's almost flat. Yeah, and you'd be able be to get it down into the crevice, you know, like that. That'd be pretty cool. And then just sure. put an adapter on the end of your nozzle. Heck yeah, that would be pretty cool. Or I like your idea that flat vacuum cleaner attachment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would work. I mean, adapt it to where it fits on our nozzle. And then you know, all you'd have to do is just pop it off in case you get a clog in yeah. it. Yeah. Heck yeah. You know? That would be sweet. That's a good idea. Mm Mm-hmm. I know I had a crack there at Bill's last weekend that I would have liked to have been able to get into. You know? Mm It's like, ooh, I bet there's some good stuff down in there. But (laughs) nozzle wouldn't go. Like, dang it. (laughs) That would have worked perfect. Now, now I know a lot of people are aware that uh, Gold Rush premiered Friday night. Big two-hour premiere. So we're going to have this little spoiler alert for everybody that uh, didn't watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Well, uh, well, this year, anyway, I I watched it the other night. And, uh, of course, you got the Hoffmans. Now, with the Hoffmans, they're going to be running three wash plants was their plan. Okay. Three of them. And and they're still in Colorado, They're still in Colorado. Now, Oh, Todd's okay. on the gold. He's run, I'm going to run three wash plants this year. I'm going to beat Parker. So, <laughs> lo and behold, of course, that didn't work. Hey, they had to shut one wash plant down. They got served with a, some kind of a injunction that said the water they where they was getting their water from, they couldn't do it, so they had to shut that plant down. So they're running two wash plants. And he also made a bet with Parker that he would get 5,000 ounces before Parker. And he bet him, he bet him a hundred ounces that he would. 
So it's a hundred that he would get five out five hundred five thousand ounces. Five thousand ounces before part. He only got one thousand ounces last year. Right. Well, he's saying this year he's going to get five thousand. Yeah. You know Todd. He's always shooting. And he's at the same place he was last year. (laughs) Yep. Same place. So he bet he bet Parker a hundred ounces. What's different? I, I don't maybe the three wash plant thing is different. I, See, over I thought, the winter he salted the the area, but, but I thought last year they were running out of areas to prospect over there in Colorado. I, I unless they got more property or something. I've I, he was saying something about a, a moving out a little further or something. Maybe that's what it was, but uh, you know how it is. And then three wash plants, he figures, hey, I'll get more. And get that five thousand ounces and beat you for a hundred ounce bet. So that's a big bet. I mean, and uh, oh, yeah. so anyhow, Parker takes the bet. Of course, I mean he'd be crazy not to. You know, he, mm-hmm. he, Parker does good. So, uh, but, I mean, Parker's not really under any gold then, right? Well, no, he's got to get the five thousand ounces first. Oh, Parker! Uh, Parker yeah. has to get the five thousand. Okay. Yeah, because that's who gets five thousand ounces first. You know, oh, first, yeah, of course, because right, if because <clears throat> supposing they both got it, then there'd be no winner, so it's got to be the first one. Whoever gets to five thousand first wins. So, I we'll see what happens. I think Parker can do it. But a little spoiler alert: here's the first spoiler alert. At the end of the show, when they did their cleanup, now Parker had a two hundred and two ounce cleanup for one week run, two wash plants, two hundred and two ounces. Todd's cleanup, believe it or not, 212 ounces. So, hmm. so he's ahead by 10 ounces so far. Your Todd is? Yeah. I was kind of shocked. <laughs> you know? Well, 212 ounces for Todd. So, but, but we know how things go around there. We've seen it enough times. So, you know, the wheels are apt to fall off of that bus. And, uh. <laughs> yeah, you know where I'm going with that, but, but, but usually what happens too? Yeah, it is. It the usually, wheels fall off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just starts happening. It just gets bad. But on to Parker now. Parker, he uh, he re-upped his lease with Tony Beats on the the land that that he's working, and but he actually acquired. A new lease from somebody else with uh, hmm. I think it's over 200 claims on it and it actually borders Tony's property that Tony is working oh well yes and this is virgin ground untouched you know and but the bad thing is to access it he's got to drive right through Tony's compound so it and now tony knows he has this now so there could be some problems here you know coming down the line because tony seemed a little upset about it and he's like well you know hey you got to access this property this is the only way so is he going to charge parker royalties to (laughs) be able to access these you don't know sounds like it you know what i mean it's like eh. yeah but tony's not even in the contest right right but you know he just is a little upset, it seems like. Tony's got to make his money, too. Right, so. he's charging Parker 30% royalties on the gold that he gets over there on, on that property he's leasing from him. And on this new property that Parker got, he's only going to be paying 10% royalties. 
So that's a mm. huge difference. But and so you know, Tony seems a little upset. So you never know. We we'll have to see what happens there. <laughs> I mean, you never know. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm, we all know it's a reality TV. So who knows where that'll wind up? And as for Tony, now Gene Cheeseman is not with him no more. Oh really? No, he's not with them anymore. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys remember. Uh, the guy's been on a couple of the episodes. He's helped move some big equipment for different camps down there. His name was Seamus. And uh, he is actually going to be working with Tony to help get that new dredge took apart, rebuilt, and get it up there to Tony's Seamus? Seamus, yeah, remember Seamus? I've heard that name before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's who's going to be taking apart that dredge, getting it down to Tony's. But Gene's not there, is Gene's it? not there no more. Nope, he's gone. So no more Gene Cheeseman. He is not there. So that's the new guy going to be taking care of the new dredge. And uh, So they got the barge launched to get down there to get start taking this dredge apart. And we'll, He says he should have it running by the end of the year. Have it in operation, oh. so that. Oh, be... Dennis is in the chat room, by the way. Well, hello, Dennis. <laughs> yeah, so no Gene. He's in the chat room. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I see him in the chat yeah, room. Yeah, I see him. <laughs> see him in there, and uh, so that he must be working. Yeah, he must be. So that's pretty cool. So you know, just some things, little spoiler alerts to watch out for. I'm gonna do this every Sunday, I think. I'm gonna give a little spoiler alerts for people that didn't see it yet, and. uh so they can say, dang it, Tim, why'd you tell me? Now you know. You're in the know. <laughs> right, Kathleen? Ain't that what we like to say? Well, now I don't have to watch it. No, now you don't have to watch it. No, you're, <laughs> you're up to date on it. Because I'm really busy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Todd... That we don't have cable. So. Yeah, we don't have cable. <laughs> there you go. And uh, Todd put his, his son in charge of the one wash plant, Big Red. His 18-year-old son is running that plant. And uh, uh-huh. Todd's running one plant, and uh, Freddie Dodge is running the third plant, the one that got shut down. Oh, what about Dave? He's not there. Bulldozer Dave. Not there. Oh, Bulldozer Dave's not he's there not anymore. either. Nope. Mm-mm. I think he's working on something else. I think he's working on his own venture now, ain't he? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think he's so. out in the desert. Is he out in the desert? Yeah, I've seen some stuff on social media where... He's, I don't know if it's Arizona or Nevada, but he's somewhere, that's where he's been at least this uh, year. Mm-hmm. But I, I have no clue if he's going to pop on the show or not. Right. That's just what I've seen on the internet, so okay. it's got to be true, right? It's got to be, if you'd seen it on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't doubt it. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'll uh, keep everybody informed on that stuff throughout the weeks. But I thought it would be pretty interesting just to add that, because... Yeah, we all watch Gold Rush. Even though it's got a lot of drama, we still watch it. And, you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, definitely. Mm-hmm. So I will do that if you guys want me to. I think it'd be fun. Sure. Yeah. Sounds, sounds good. Okay, cool. And this is for Dennis. <clears throat> he can't get away <laughs> from it, even when he ain't here. <laughs> Hello, Dennis. Jeez. You, might, you say he's working tonight, Shed, or Rich? No, oh, I, I, I just thought he would, because if not, he should have been on the show, but mm-hmm. I might. guess he's working. I don't know. 
Yeah, he must be. Oh, yeah, let's, uh, Shad, you want to do the, the gold prices? Do you got them there, or? Well, I can definitely pull them up well, real quick. Why don't you pull them up there and give those to everybody so they know the current prices? Well, the, the current market prices that you can also find at the bottom of uh, Gold Prospector Space shows that gold is at uh, 1304 Ooh, okay. Uh, yep. Silver up at $17.41. Okay. And platinum also up at $947. Wow. Nice. And that awesome palladium you just can't get enough of is at $987. That's also up. Man. Yeah. Now, now it's really it's really funny when, uh, you know, gold's increasing in price. And when my mom, who I talk to, and, and she knows I do this, but she doesn't really understand exactly what I do. She's, oh, gold's up. You must be rich. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, Mom. I'm ready sure. to retire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's nice seeing it back over 13 again. Heck yeah. 13. I mean, it's up 10 yeah. bucks, so. Yeah, that's sweet. 1304, you say, Shad. Very nice. Don't have to let Shad read it yes. more often. Everything was up when Shad reads it. When I read it, it's good to go. <laughs> it's been down every time I read it. So, Shad might be the answer there, guys. So, <laughs> there you go. If, if, until Ron gets it's back, again. Shad, you'll have to read it. Until Ron gets back, <clears throat> that's your new job title. Yeah, Dennis said Curse of Oak Island's coming again oh, soon. Oh, that's so right. Very, very fascinated. More pieces of wood and nails. Some more wood yeah. and nails. Now wait Dennis a minute. Dennis is fascinated with that show. He loves I, that show. I seen something on the internet like Shad did that said they found a pirate chest with some keys and gold in it. So is this true? I just wonder. Or, I don't know. know. I don't know. Tune it's on, in. It's on that would actually be worth watching. Yeah. We did. Yes. So I don't know yet. So we will have to tune yeah. in. John no. Hunt says it starts November 7th. So. November 7th. Curse of Oak Island. I'll be watching it. I like watching it too. But it just does get to me sometimes. I get tired of seeing the chunk of wood. <laughs> I tape it and then I fast Gosh. forward it through to, get to, <laughs> to the, the end. Part. Yeah, all the way to the end. Yeah. That's all you got to watch. Ah, yeah. we got wood. Dang. Okay. I think I watched one episode of that. Really? That's it? That was it. Yeah. Ah, okay. It's pretty interesting, but it's gets it gets to you with like the chunks of wood at the end. So oh there's a caller. It's our good buddy Ed Marvin calling. Are you there, Ed Rowe? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I'm upstairs, my phone plugged in and where ah. I have the signal. Ah, oh. how are you tonight? <laughs> How you doing tonight? Oh, not too bad. Kind of bummed that I had to miss the Crony Club outing. It would have been great to have been out on the river with all of you again and the Bogans again. Yep. Would have been nice to meet Jonathan face-to-face. Actually, Jonathan's going to be a guest on the show. Oh, cool. On the 31st. All right. Very nice. See, you would have got to meet him. You would have got to did some digging with us. But you didn't yeah, make it. Yeah, but like I said in the room, he had to go to Florida. Right. I had a house full of animals. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Understand that. We know. And how. I, I thought about going down just for the day of Saturday, but mm-hmm. as you know, that didn't work out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you missed a great time, buddy. So, next time. Oh, I know I did. I know I did. And Mary, she's a fabulous cook. Man. Oh, yeah. He's the lucky man. Yeah. See? And Jesse and I had breakfast and dinner with them at Gold Rush Days. Mm-hmm. So. See? See what you missed? And just hanging out with all oh. these crazy cronies. That's the... It, you know, well, it's never a dull moment. All of them are moment. probably friends anyway. Right, so. exactly. There's ne- never a dull moment around these guys. You know that. It's. Uh, oh yeah. It's ain't just, that the truth? It, ain't that the truth? You ain't kidding. Because, uh, like I said, uh, Pat and Sue came down for the day, or well, Pat came down and yeah, Susie came down later. Mhm. Mhm. So that was nice, and uh, so yeah, we missed you, Ed. It would have been great for you to come down. Well, hopefully to the next one. Oh, yeah, know. definitely. So what else is happening? Oh, well, as some were chatting in the room when I first was able to log on, uh, David Urich of Columbia River Supplies and the inventor of the Spinadoff is going to be the guest. Thank you. I couldn't uh, remember Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Um, our call-in number's working great. John Shaw's called in two weeks in a row, uh, in a row mm-hmm. now, which is excellent. Thank mm-hmm. you, John. That's why we got it. That's right. <laughs> That's why we have these numbers. <laughs> yeah, and um, shoot, got a good list of guests coming up. Did a, a spare of the moment across the pond special. Oh, Saturday um, last night with uh, Pirate Dredger, oh. our good friend, and it, it was a really fun show. And I was I didn't know really glad he took part. So that was just a spur of the moment show. Well, we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. we were going to do it last weekend. Mm-hmm. And he, or last Friday, Friday or Saturday, and he had some family stuff come up. Right. So I, I was doing some editing and stuff and working on switching out my OBS program for the next show and I've been working on stuff for Across the Pond special anyway so mm-hmm. I, I had a Scottish flag backdrop and all that and doing stuff and I, I just sent him a message via Skype hey what are you up to are you on he came back a little bit later yeah I'm like yeah for doing a cross upon special he's like sure i'm like okay give me about an hour and a half and boom <laughs> what's what's the time difference there uh five hours five hours ahead of us yes sir oh wow so okay. you know he's up late right now yeah yeah definitely <laughs> yeah it's like two in the morning there jeez well we appreciate him being here listening for sure <laughs> Oh, he's a great guy. You need to go watch the show. I posted it over on GPS. It's an hour and a half ish, somewhere around there. Okay. So. And David um, Urich is your guest Tuesday. Yes, he'll be on the road also, Mm -hmm. so he's going to take a break from the road uh, to be our guest, 
and um, he'll be at the Indiana Gold Show for those who that are going to be there. I'm hoping now. Jesse and I are planning on. I'm planning on heading down that way either Thursday night or really early Friday morning. Mm-hmm. And um, Dano, oh, I need to talk to Dano, but some of us are talking about heading down to Jonathan's, and some of us we're not sure if we're going to hit somewhere more local. Or if we're going to head down to Jonathan's, and Jonathan's another hour south. Mm-hmm. All right, that'll be so. cool. Yeah, I think he's having some kind of outing for anybody that's interested this weekend, I believe, right? This weekend, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. we've talked about it, and he invited me down, and I'm like, ah, eh, kind mm-hmm. of a bad weekend. I'm working the gold show, but we're, I, I'm just working the panning booth all day Saturday. I don't think I'm going to be there Friday to set up and be there mm-hmm. both Saturday and Sunday and tear down mm-hmm. like we did last year in Dayton. Right. So I I want to sometime get on some southern Indiana streams and, or rivers, you know. <laughs> right. So okay. I want to do a little playing in the dirt while I can mm-hmm. and do my do my bidding for the chapters. Maybe Sunday do a little networking and right. uh, talk to Mike Pond and some other people, and um, maybe see if Kevin Hoagland be interested to be on the show in the future. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, we'll see what happens then have fun bro. i want to get on the river eventually sunday too now somebody ed might be giving you something to give to me so be ready okay you might have to at the gold show? yeah yeah somebody might give you something to, to give to me all right uh-oh. No, it's it's not bad. It's nothing bad. It won't it won't get you put in prison. <laughs> okay, okay. No, it's all no good, worries, brother. No worries, and I'll do my best it's to get good. it to you. Well, I figured I'd see possible. you before I'd see a lot of people, you know, so I, I just told them, you know, just give it to, to Ed, and they said, okay, oh, not okay. a problem. Yeah, you know, yeah. so Because right I knew I'd not see problem, you eventually, then. and I could get it from you, so. No, no worries. Oh, all, right. all right. So just a heads no up. No problem, oh, I buddy. appreciate it, my friend. I was going to message you and let you know, but since I got you here, I'll just let you know now. I appreciate Excellent. it, man. Thank you, my friend. Oh, I, and I do. Thank you very much, Kathleen, for getting David his gold claw for me. Yep. <laughs> I'm glad you all had a good time, and I'm, I'm glad some people found some nice pickers and mini nuggets. Mini nuggets. <laughs> yep, missed you there. Yeah. Mm. I miss you guys too. You're just another part of my family. You know. Yeah. Well, hopefully soon, um, Ed. We'll get together and do some digging. You know. We'll make it happen. Oh, well, you know we will. Yeah. You know oh, yeah. we will. Are you going to be at Jonathan's then? No, this week, no. I, I'm like you. I'm on pet duty. The wife's going out of town, so I will be uh, home. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Well, I understand that, or I would have been with <laughs> you guys at Bill's. Yeah. Um, but 
Um, I I don't know for sure if we're going to head that far south or what, but you never know. You never know. Right, you never know. So awesome, brother. Love but I, I I'll get off. Let someone else call in. All Thank right. you for everything you do over there. You're welcome. All Thank you. you. All my GPS family, thank you. And um, say it. Catch, <laughs> catch the show. <laughs> say it. Say you it. always have a flash in your band. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Take care, buddy. Bye. Bye, Ed. <laughs> oh, Ed Marvin, our good Corn Someday guy. I'll meet you on the water. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know he can't. waiting for him to say I it. Know, yeah. that's what I tell him. Say it. <laughs> Just say it already. We know you're going to. got to let us have it. <laughs> awesome. So you guys got anything else tonight? Or we go ahead and wrap it up? No. I think we covered that's pretty much everything, didn't we? I believe we did. I think so. So we want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight and hanging out with us on this great Sunday night. Be sure to tune in Wednesday for another great show. Our West Coast Wednesdays right here, 9 o'clock. Oh, go for it. Be on the lookout for the, the Cronies Club outing on the YouTube. Yeah, the the video. The and video. It, and it, we'll get yeah. it there and we'll get it here on GPS and we'll have it everywhere. So be on the lookout for it. It's going to be great. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. So thanks again, everybody. Have a great week. We'll talk to you all Wednesday. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 730 for another great show. For updates and more info, please go to www.prospectorsradio.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.